Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for episode seven, I think. Uh, my sister Emma is here today, and before we start, I have a couple things to say about her. First of all, I had to bribe her with coffee to do this episode. That is not even <laughs> close to true. <laughs> it's not true, but we're having coffee right now. Surprise. Um, and then second, the fact that we have such a good relationship today is so surprising. Um, I was in bed a couple weeks ago with Nathan and I turned to him and I said, hey, what's the worst fight you ever had with a sibling? And he's like, uh, we didn't really fight. And I was like, well, did you like hit each other or anything? And he's like, no. And then my sister-in-law came over for dinner and I asked her the same question. She's like, yeah, nothing like that really ever happened. And I said, really? Because I used to pin my sister down on the ground and punch her in the face. So here we are, many, many years later, and I think we're okay. I'm much more mentally tough <laughs> because I had sisters. Um, Nathan really wants to have girls for kids because he thinks boys are gross because he is one. But then I say all the time that I don't because I grew up with two sisters, and that is just another world of... Boys are gross, but girls psychologically torture one another, and the amount of hormones in our household growing up- Ridiculous. Absolutely through the roof. Just, oh my gosh. So many, so many times our parents would just, like, give up and say, the knives are in the kitchen, just- Go take care of yourselves. You know 911. You know 911. It's fine. Just don't um, kill each other. So, <laughs> and we didn't. Uh, just very, very much uh, hurt each other sometimes. The temptation to pick up the knife was very strong sometimes. I just remember, so. like, Dad would say that, and then we would start crying. Like, no, <laughs> Dad, we don't want to kill each other. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like that. It's okay. Anyway, so we're good despite having lived with each other for a very long time and way too long if you ask go mm, whatever don't act like you're not sad that we don't live together anymore it's been like five years since we've lived together that's crazy if you think about it well the last time that we lived together like the the majority of the time was in high school well Majority doesn't make sense. The longest stretch was, the last longest stretch was high school. And high school was not a good time. Anyway. Do you want to elaborate on that? We'll, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Emma, why don't you tell the people who you are and what you do and general overview of yourself. Oh, yikes. It's like a job interview or something. Yep. First date or something. Um... My name is Emma. What? I, mm, hmm. ah, hilarious. <laughs> I'm Maddie's first younger sister, so I'm the middle of the three girls. Um, I'm 20 years old. I'm a junior at University of Central Missouri, and I'm studying middle school math education. I know that's crazy, but it's crazy. <laughs> I'm a little bit insane, so I feel like it fits. Um, I don't know. What else? Um, 
I don't know. I think I'm the funniest person in the room at all times. Which is 98% of the time true. Like 96. <laughs> Humble me a little bit. 80. Whoa. Whoa. Um, I don't really have much free time. I'm taking way too many classes <clears throat> and work two jobs and... Go to the gym. Go to the gym and try to have a social life, so... She has a, a better social life than I do, and I have way more free time. <laughs> like, I, I watch these pictures and stories on Instagram, and I'm like, what is going on? I'm here on the couch at 8 p.m., like, downing a bag of tortilla chips. I said on Friday that my only regret in college is going to be my 8 a.m. Friday morning classes. So... Mm. That's, uh, yeah. We're gonna have a good time. We're having a good time. We're living life. We're having a much different experience. (laughs) (laughs) Emma goes to a state school, and I go to, I went to a private Christian school. So she has to explain, like, these public school terms to me, and I'm like... Can I give an example? As long as it's an appropriate example. It's from literally 20 minutes ago. Okay, okay, yeah. I was telling Madison... A story about the time I bought a desk off of Facebook Marketplace from some frat guys. (laughs) And I went to go pick it up, and they were very nice. They loaded it into my car. And then they were like, hey, we're having a darty at this address. You should come. And Madison says, a what? (laughs) What's a darty? I'm like, oh, sorry, I forget that you don't know these things. It's a daytime party. So if you didn't know that term before, a darty is a daytime party. Okay, I'm going to tell you a taper term now. So when two people are talking and, like, getting to know each other, like, about to date, when you are ready to define the relationship, you go on a taper walk. That's, like, your your way of, like, figuring out what you are. The what are we talk? Yeah, the what are we talk. Happens on the taper campus. On a taper walk. Like... They're walk around campus or walk around Hills Row. I swear it has literally happened to everyone. I've been Did on it a happen to walk. you? I have, <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, did not end up with that one, but that's okay. Thank God. You don't even know which one I'm talking You're right, about. I don't. See, okay. But she likes the one that I have now, so we're all good. Okay, I guess we could get to, like, a real conversation. Um, let's see. I figured we would talk a little bit about... The competition we experienced in our sister relationship, because I, a lot of this was me feeling like I had to compete against you. Which is interesting because I'm the younger have-to-fill-your-shoes sister. Yeah. It was a very weird dynamic. Like, I felt like I had to compete against Emma, but then she felt like she was living in my shadow, so it was like I was trying to make my own name, and she was trying to make her own name, but we were on very... It was a very different perspective for each of us. So, like, in high school, it was a bad time. (laughs) It was a bad time! Okay, so... I don't know. I really liked middle school. 
it, which is weird. That sounds weird, but I felt like I had a really good time. And then we I got to in middle school together. No, we didn't go to middle school together because I was homeschooled in sixth grade yes. during your eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. So we weren't in that same building and never like. In elementary school, we were also separate. Yeah. And then we weren't in the same school building for four or five years, mm-hmm. so we didn't really know. Especially as we were growing up, like, elementary school was just so different. You, There was no way we were going to interact with each other because we didn't have clubs or classes right. together. So high school got here. I had my first two years of high school alone, and... Even though Emma wasn't there, it was still pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I, did, I just didn't like it. It was different, and it was not my jam. Uh, it was not the greatest years of my life, if you ask me. So junior year rolls around. Emma starts going to high school with me. I don't really remember much of the first semester. Except that Maddie was really bad about leaving the house on time and she was my ride to school yeah so she I would, would get, get really upset with Maddie for not waking up and being at school at a decent time which for, for me a decent time was still like 20 minutes early because she wanted to stand around and talk to her friends because I'm dramatic yeah so yeah first semester of high school you really just struggle with the ride issue um, mostly Which continued it, for the uh, last, okay. the next year. And Getting a half. up at six in the morning is not my thing. Never has been, never will be. Moving on. So first semester, we didn't have classes together because we were in different grades, but we were in a musical together. We did Oklahoma, but there was nothing really special going on there. We were both in the chorus. She was she danced in more numbers, but that's because she's a dancer and I'm not. I had so much fun during that. I know you didn't. I, I just know like you hated it. It's just the chorus is useless in that musical. No offense if you like the musical. There are really good songs and the music is fun. But like you're in two scenes and the scenes are fun. But I just remember sleeping on the floor at rehearsal, waiting for my one number to come. I just think that rehearsal process was one of the most fun. I've ever had in a musical, and I don't know if it's because it was a newer experience for me. Maybe. Or the people, or the, it was probably mostly the dancing. It was another level, like in middle school theater, that's just, it is, I don't even know how to, what to compare it to, but it is nothing like high school theater. Or even church choirs. Oh yeah, no. Pre-show. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we had different friends. I didn't really have a lot of friends in high school. So, like, I just kind of stuck to my own, and Emma had her friends, and we were all Gucci Mane. And then second semester, we were doing Hairspray, if you've heard of it. (laughs) It's a good show. Um, So I wanted to be Amber Von Tussle. Tussle? Okay, yeah. And we were combining with our sister high school, so there's two high schools in the district, and we combined with each other. And all was well, audition process was going, going okay. I got a call back, Emma got a call back. And I feel like they had paired us up at one point to play Velma and Amber. I think I remember that. And I was like, oh, I could be down with Velma. And it makes sense because we look like the same person. Mm -hmm. It would totally make sense. 
Um, I got my hopes up real bad, which I do a lot. Mm. Mm, that's never pretty. And the cast list came out, and Emma got Amber, and I was like, oh, cool. And I looked to see who got Velma, and it wasn't me, and I was like, oh, no. Kept looking for my name on the cast list, and then it stopped at Brenda, and my name was next to Brenda, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. For those of you who haven't seen Hairspray, Brenda is the reason why Tracy gets to come on the show because Brenda gets pregnant. So the next day, like, I'm in my teacher's room, and I'm like, bro, am I in one scene? And, like, I ended up getting to be in the whole musical, but it was... She didn't talk to me for, like, (laughs) months. This whole show process... Um, yeah. It was... struggle i was very immature that day i left emma in the parking lot at school yeah i had to find a different ride home (laughs) (laughs) so obviously we've grown a lot since then and then i was afraid that maddie was gonna kill me or i was never gonna kill you that is so extreme (laughs) i felt very unsafe in the house that day (laughs) for a few weeks actually Um, when I get mad, I get very, very quiet, and I can imagine why that would be scary, so sorry about that. We made it through the show, though, and there was a lot of other stuff going on at the time, Um, and by the end of the process, I say that we are in a much better spot. Emma wasn't, (laughs) but... (laughs) Dang, all right. This has to do with other things that we'll get into not today. She says not today. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. And I think we shared a lot of the same frustrations during that experience. So. That's accurate. Yeah. But that's just one, one example. And I remember we, I would always feel like, you know, the same competition when it came to church stuff. Just different friend groups. Yeah. Friends were hard when you're when you're that age. Friends are hard. And like the people my age just got along with Emma better and I got along with older people and sometimes I created some conflict. I think one of the best things that ever happened to our relationship was you moving to college. T. Yeah. Why? Well, even though you hated it like the first year <sighs> Like, and we didn't really, I don't specifically remember talking very much. I Mm -hmm. don't think I even came to visit you until, like, you were moved. Mm -hmm. I didn't even see your townhouse that you had with the girls. Oh, my gosh. I have no idea what that looked like. Oh. Oh, yeah, I remember giving you a FaceTime tour of it. Yeah. Yeah, when we were moving out. Yeah. I think you came when I was a sophomore. When I was an RA, and you saw... I saw your room, yeah. And the musical, you saw... That's right. My Fair Lady. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... I grew up a lot when I went to college, and that was helpful. I think it really calmed me down a little bit. I think that while we were living in the same house, I always wanted to compare myself against you. 
So I compared like our acting ability, what we looked like, even our academic ability. Like I, oh my gosh, I was so afraid Emma was going to get a higher score on the ACT than me. I did. What are you I know. talking okay, about? She did. <laughs> it was only one point though, so I didn't have to throw down. I just had this huge inferiority complex in high school, apparently. I was really struggling with my self-esteem, and I can see that now as I look back on it. But Emma was always better at science and math, and I was always pretty good at English and Except social studies. Except in Mr. Garofalo's class. Okay. We both had beef with okay. him. Okay. I, <laughs> senior year of high school... Once again, I say high school was a bad, bad time for me. And if you knew me then, I'm really sorry. And hi, I'm Maddie. I'd love to meet you again now because I'm much different than I was then. But yeah, in high school, I just felt like I was always up against Emma, which was not the case. And our mom would constantly say that. She would wonder why we would fight because we we're sisters. We were supposed to be best friends. That did not click in my head. Yeah, it was rough. What was it like for you? I, like, I guess I never really understood why you hated me so much. Oof. Honestly. I was just fighting this war in my own head. Because in my mind, going into high school and everything, I was Maddie's little sister. Mm. And even up until, like, my junior year, when you didn't even go there anymore, Mm -hmm. I was still facing that you're Maddie's little sister, Mm -hmm. like, in English class, which really bit me Oh, was that when you were in Mr. Garofalo's class? Yes, he despised me. Oof! Yikes. Um, or, like, even now, I'll talk to Sydney Crank about you, Uh because she is obsessed with the way that you talked to MH. (laughs) She she just is amazed by that, and she still talks about it. She loved it. Once again, I was a freaking brat in high school. My senior year, I, we keep talking about it, so I just want to give you a little nugget. And at least you know. I was highly depressed, very anxious. I was not good. But I was I so I not good. I was just trying to find my place because at that age, at like 14 and 15, mm-hmm. I'm walking into high school with no one that I know except you, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously people from middle school, but totally different ball game. Oh, yeah. So you were kind of my in into this group mm-hmm. of like theater people or like church people. And for some reason, like, it's not like I intentionally pushed you out of oh, the group. No, I, I just feel like I got along with them better. I had a bad attitude. And that made you upset that I got along with Mm -hmm. these people better than you could yeah i think maybe they just their presence annoyed you or something (laughs) i don't know exactly i don't know but i just was so negative and i just didn't allow myself to like it happened at school open up school and church Mm -hmm. groups for some reason i could i think that i am very adaptable Mm -hmm. and if you throw me into a group of people, I can pretty much 
hold my own mm-hmm. and be myself for the most part. And it's really easy for me to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think that upset you. I was just not that way. And you didn't understand why that they liked me. And not me. And not you. But it's, like, it was a cycle because you'd have a bad attitude. Yeah. And then we'd go do something with a group, and then you'd be like, why do they like me better than her? So you'd get more upset, and then you wouldn't want to go do the thing, so oh, you'd yeah. be negative. Yep. And it was a really not a good time. I didn't really know how to, like, rationalize what was happening, and... Like, obviously, boundaries in my head were, like, non-existent, so I didn't know how to set a boundary and be like, I don't need to put myself through this cycle. I can just make new friends. I just kept fighting for the same attention, which I didn't need because instead of, like, going to church and trying to find my identity in Christ, I went to church so I could, like, find friends and be friends with people and, like, be popular and... Clearly, that is not the point. And going to college, I think, helped open my eyes to that. That's specifically where my relationship with Jesus changed. And um, that's where, I mean, I had my first semester of college, it felt like all my friendships broke down like three months in. So I went from being in high school to not having a lot of friends. Uh, shout out to Megan, my bestie, best friend of 15 years. She was the friend I left high school with. And then I went to college. I made friends with my roommates and the people that I was living with on my dorm hall. And then because we were immature children, it was really easy to get into dramatic fights and like blow things out of proportion because we're just not thinking and we're like trying to make a name for ourselves at this new place in college. We're not thinking of each other's identity in Christ. We're not thinking of how we can make an impact for the kingdom by being nice to our friends. We're just like, why did you leave the heat on? It's so hot. I want to write a passive aggressive group me message about it. I don't think anyone actually did that, but it just sounds like a college thing that I've probably seen on TikTok or whatever. So that, my friend group blew up like immediately when I was in college. So then I went through this whole cycle during winter break in the month of January where I was like, should I even go back to college? I feel like I don't have any friends. Why would I go back? But I went back and I ended up meeting a lot of awesome people and that's when I really started to focus on my relationship with Jesus. So even in those times where I didn't feel like I had friends, I always had my best friend Jesus, but I just wasn't paying attention to him when I should have been. What? I don't know. (laughs) We're actually recording in the same room because I was able to drive through Warrensburg where she lives after my recruiting trip. Listen to this. I get a text on Tuesday afternoon. You're going off topic. (laughs) I think pretty much anything goes right now. Anything goes. I get a text from Madison on Tuesday afternoon, and she texts me, Hey, how late is Snobs open? Which is my favorite coffee place that's like 10 minutes away from my apartment. And I'm like, 
That's weird. <laughs> why is she asking when slums is open? So I was like, they close at 5 o'clock. Why? She said, well, we're driving through there, and I think we're going to stop on our way. And I'm like, <laughs> excuse me? You are driving through my college town, and you don't even bother to ask me if I want to, like, meet you there or if I'm free this afternoon to get coffee. She just asked me what time they closed. Well, I figured if I would ask you what time they closed, you would get the point of, like, oh, maybe I should meet them there. I was already on my way to work, unfortunately. But if you would have told me three hours prior, I might have been able to figure something out. Well, I didn't know. I really, honestly... Like, that morning, I picked up the car from the school, and then I went home, and Nathan and I fell back asleep, because we're so tired. And then I got up, and I was like, okay, let's drive five hours. Dude, I see you once every three months. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay, I'm glad we're doing this now. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, okay, I want to know how you think our relationship has changed, or, like, your family relationships have changed since your relationship with Jesus has gotten stronger? I think that one thing our family has always done well is going to church together and we were really blessed with that foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, Mom made me go even when I didn't have any friends. (laughs) (laughs) Which, for better or for worse, like, (laughs) um, so I think we were incredibly blessed to have that foundation and have parents who wanted us to be in church with them. Um, I think that it was originally hard because mom and dad didn't really get involved with things at church for oh, a yeah. long time. Oh, yeah, it was hard. We went to a really big church, so it was kind of hard to figure out where to plug in. So it was like, um, uh, let's go to church on Sundays, or like, you guys go to youth group and then go to service, and then that's it. But I had this really strong desire to be involved in everything and do everything, and <laughs> I, I did. Um, like, I was pretty much volunteering with everything. I was there every Wednesday night. We had our puppet ministry. I was on our like student worship team and then eventually like our big worship team and for some reason I just never felt like I found my exact spot there and I don't know there's a lot of things um that I could say I feel like we should have a whole episode about that about like about church church. I just growing up like when I think about my church now and the way that the gospel is preached and the way that we worship, like, it's just a lot different from what we experienced as kids, whether that is in community or just the way that I'm taught. Just the way things are presented to us now, like, in the church I go to now is such a huge blessing to me, and my community group that I've built and Mm -hmm. my small group that I go to every week is just, like, absolutely amazing and incredibly supportive mm-hmm. and not that I didn't feel that in high school or middle school but it's just very different yeah I think and I'm at a different point in my life so that yeah. I need a different level of support and I have different needs and wants from mm-hmm. the church now than I did six years ago kind of deal I think it's a couple different things the church we went to is just so big 
So it could be hard to like really dig into a community. So Emma could be involved in a lot of things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she had super deep roots in the church. It just means like she was kind of spread out all over the place. Right. And since this was the church that our parents chose for our family, while we obviously trusted their judgment and we wanted to go to church together as a family, I don't think it was always the best fit for me spiritually. I, I, I feel like a lot of my like inspiration for starting the podcast obviously was to encourage vulnerability. And that's something that I didn't feel a lot of, especially while I was younger in high school. Like I was struggling with all these different things, but I didn't feel like I could really open up and be vulnerable with people because that just wasn't like the vibe we had going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now the church that I go to, it feels so much more, I don't know how to like describe it. My pastor like is fellowship is like the fellowship is strong and I feel very like open to just tell people what I'm struggling with and our pastor is like crying every Sunday morning while he's preaching so he just gets so into it and you know he totally admits that he struggles with the same exact thing so I feel like I could go to him and be like Mike I'm really struggling with a b and c and he'd be like yeah me too let's talk about it yeah anyway like, moving to college, I didn't go to church here, really, at all. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know where to go. I, it was all laid out for me at home. Like, I was mm-hmm. in, I knew my people. I was doing my stuff. And I went home a lot um, over the weekends, and so I'd just do my normal thing. Um, but last year, I started going to Northside Christian Church, which is in Warrensburg, and the first week I was there, I went by myself for, like, the first couple weeks. I went by myself. I was like, I don't know anyone. (laughs) That Um, is the worst. But I'm gonna go and see how it goes. Um, Loved it. Fell in love with it. Turns out my friend Holly also went to that church, so we started going together, which has also been a huge blessing for me um, the last over year and a half now. Um, and around the same time, mom and dad moved churches. Mm-hmm. And I think it's incredible to see them fall in love with church again. It's crazy. And There's so much of a difference. So much because, like, dad will go to church by himself now without mom. Like, no questions asked. You, he's going to do it if mom has to work or whatever. Not, I think that, not that, that's like, awesome. he doesn't want to go to church. It's just he's so introverted, and I think he really fell out of place Yeah, at, at our at our old church. Yeah, I mean, they joined their community group for, like, empty nesters. They enjoy going to that. They, um, they make they dinner dates with those people, like, outside of small group time. <laughs> they, they did, like, the church work days. They volunteered. So I think that's actually incredible to see for them because I know it strengthens their relationship with Christ and also strengthens their relationship Mm -hmm. um which when their relationship is strong I think that all helps bring the whole family together definitely um so like I feel like I'm able to see that because I am also feeding myself spiritually Mm -hmm. because that wouldn't matter to me if I wasn't feeding myself spiritually it wouldn't have such a high priority um Thankfully, they raised us in a way that that is a priority, and we 
we've each gone through our own period of like figuring out what our relationship with Christ looks like for ourselves rather than just going to church on Sunday mornings. Yeah. And I think like college definitely I always tell people it makes or breaks. Yeah, I say like so I'm an admissions counselor at Tabor and I tell people all the time like my relationship with Jesus changed while I was in college. Like I my Jesus changed my life while I was in college. So if that is something that you pursue and go after, like seriously it'll change your life. Mhm. And I think in general relationships wise um and which also applies to specifically family relationships, I've felt myself being coming more gracious to others yeah. um, as my relationship with Christ grows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to give people grace sometimes. Especially, especially when they're your when family. They're family. For some reason, it's so, I don't know okay. what, like, it's, I, it's because you know them so well. And, and like you, you know they're never going to leave you even when you criticize them. And you don't want to give them grace because you know that they're better than what they're doing. Yes. But it, in all honesty, it's some of the most important relationships to give grace to and to be kind. And and it's surprising it's, like how it's easily... It's also the hardest. Yeah, and you, even though like you feel like those relationships can never go away, like... It's still possible that they can. So you have to put work into them in order to keep them going, just like any other relationship. Like, Emma and I can't take our relationship for granted because we're sisters. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Some sisters don't talk ever or don't see each other ever. So that's, I know that's definitely an area I can improve on. Emma's always the one calling me. (laughs) And if I'm lucky (laughs) if she picks up the phone, so... I I just like forget She's to communicate. So bad at it. it is. It's just one of my things. I'm just like I'm one of those people that we can go months and months without talking and I just want you to know that I love you and it's nothing personal. It just happens. Megan. Megan, I love you. <laughs> Naomi, I love you. I called Naomi Naomi answers my phone calls on the first ring every time. Naomi is our youngest sister. Shout out to her. Shout out well, Naomi's, do, Naomi's the best of us. She's the best. She I don't know if you've if you've ever met Naomi, like you would just know that she's the most genuinely kind human being on the planet. And she's so fun. She's so fun. She spunky. is so fun and she has like she wears the cutest clothes and she's so real and she's awesome and it's really fun to see her grow up if you're an older sister you're watching your siblings grow up it is so sad but it's so satisfying at the same time but um we'll do an episode with naomi sometime either we'll i'll do it over the phone or do it over the summer sometime because she has some stories to tell. She is also experiencing a rough first year of college. She, I feel like she would have a lot of insight on our relationship because oh she my watched gosh. from the outside. Poor Naomi. <laughs> I feel like I've gone through spurts of being closer to you and closer to Naomi, but at this point in my life, I feel like I'm equally as close to both of you. I think that's a middle child thing. I think so, too, because your age gap is like five years almost. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with, like, my my sister-in-law, Emily. She is the middle child. And I see her, like, having similar relationships with that Emma does to me and Naomi. So she's close with uh, my sister-in-law, Ashley. 
they're best friends, obviously because they're sisters, but then she's also really good friends with my husband, Nathan, because we live in the same town and we hang out and we play games. So shout out to middle children. Really because the glue you, of the sibling dynamic. Seriously. I love seriously. being the middle child. I Now Which I love it. Which is funny because she always used to say that she hated it. I mean, I still stand by the fact that the middle child is the invisible child. I stand by but that. But the firstborn is the guinea pig, okay? Parents, they're like, we're just going to try this and see if it happens, and if it doesn't, we'll change it for the next kid. I ended up okay, but, you know. Okay, we'll wrap this up. This is some trial and error. Trial and error. It's okay. Jesus uh, redeems us all. Obviously, he has redeemed Emma and I's relationship, which is praiseworthy so we'll wrap up i just want to end by talking about what it's what the best thing about having a sister is um for me it's definitely that i'll always have a best friend emma i have been best friends with you since you were born i can't say the same Wow, that's rude. (laughs) She's kidding. But I always have a built-in best friend. And no matter how much we fight, I feel like we always come back together. And you're the one person, one of the only people that I feel like really gets me. Because Mm -hmm. we've known each other for forever. Mm -hmm. So, I can always count on you. I think the best part about having a sister is that... They were with you for all the times that, like, all of the defining childhood moments, there was someone right next to you the whole time, like, for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And, like you said, there's someone who just relates to you. Oh, my gosh. They get it. They know the ins and outs, the goods, the bads, the times you got, like, messed up, like, why you are the way they let you are <laughs> they know because They've they been were here. there <laughs> and i can explain to someone my situation and i can explain to someone things about my life but they just won't ever get it quite to the extent of a sibling yeah um because we experienced it together and i think that's really powerful in a sibling relationship is having those experiences whether the best times of your life or the worst times of your life because we've definitely had both um yeah eat <laughs> <laughs> having someone who was with you through all of that i think is extremely powerful and it's crazy to see how much we've grown in the last 20 years but 20 years that's how old i am oh my gosh two decades wow say having a sister is pretty okay. It's all right, I guess. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You are listening to episode seven of It's Not Fine, a real podcast that might make you uncomfortable. I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm so happy to be on episode seven already. I can't believe how far we've come already. We have so many listeners in so many different places and it is truly a blessing to see that this podcast is making an impact all over the world. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoy today's episode. It's featuring my younger sister, Emma. It was really fun to record with her 
it was awesome to spend time together and to just talk about things that we don't usually talk about and the vulnerability that we experience together. Without further ado, here's episode seven, It's a Sister Thing with Emma. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode seven. It was really fun to have Emma on the podcast and I can't wait until she can be on again. We can have on our youngest sister, Naomi. Uh, We have a lot to talk about. We have lots of stories to share and I really can't wait to share those with you in the future. I hope that God uses today's episode to show you the vulnerability and honesty that it takes to have in relationships, whether that's with your family or your friends. I'm going to pray and we'll be done with today's episode. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for the listeners that we have all over the world and for the impact that this show is having not only on the people listening, but on on myself. I ask that as we each experience relationships in our life, that we would be able to be open and honest with each other and with ourselves, and that we would be able to make amends when we need to, love each other when we need to, and support each other when we need to. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Love you guys. See you in two weeks. Thank you.